New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, New Vision family, this is Ben Curtis, Buchanan Campus Pastor, uh, and as always, it's an honor to join you for today's podcast. I'll be reading the entire book of 3 John from the NIV. The Elder, to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. So in in 2 John, John taught us what it means to walk in the truth and to walk in love. And in 3 John, this is another one of these short books, short letters. He gives us two examples of what that looks like, to to walk in truth and love. Uh, Gaius is a positive example of someone who, who lives his life for the truth. But then he gives us a negative example of this guy by the name of Diotrephes, uh, and he's the example of someone who really lives for himself and who lives for the world. So let's, uh, let's take a minute and look at these two different men. Let's took, look at these examples and see what we can learn from their lives. Let's look at uh, a positive example first. Let's look at Gaius. You know, uh, as we talk about, uh, here's a man who, who walks in truth and in love, and something that immediately stands out is in John's opening prayer, he prays that Gaius' physical health would be as good as his spiritual health. And John meant that as a blessing, not as a curse. But, you know, I wonder what would happen if someone were to pray that about us. You know, John says, guys, you are such a spiritually mature person. You are such a godly man that I pray your physical health would match your godliness. And he meant that sincerely. In verse 3, we find out that some believers had come to John and 
told him about Gaius' faithfulness to the truth. And, you know, if we think back, you know, you think about that phrase, faithfulness to the truth, and you look back over everything that we've read and we've heard from First and Second John, probably the best way to define that phrase, faithfulness to the truth, is simply this, believing the right things about Jesus and embracing the things that Jesus taught. Gaius' faithfulness worked itself out in one particular way in the hospitality that he showed to traveling missionaries and to church planters. You know, John says he, you know, he brought them into his home. He's cared for them. He supported them. And John said that these men were, were not close friends or associates. These were strangers to them. He didn't even know these people personally. But here's what he did know. He knew this. They were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they needed his support. So John says that, that Gaius lended his support to them. And, you know, it's a reminder to us as we lend our support financially and, and through prayer, whatever way that we can help, you know, we are all in this working together for the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should be looking for opportunities to, to minister to others, to care for others, to live with this understanding that God has blessed us so that we could be a blessing to others. And Paul even speaks of this in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13, when he says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And listen to this last phrase. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. John holds Gaius up as a positive example for all of us that he embraced the truth of Christ and he lived that truth out and he lived out the teaching of Christ by serving others. But then he gives us a negative example. And we see this negative example in this man named Diotrephes. You know, John describes him as someone who likes to put himself first. Now, you know, there have been times when that could be said of me. Uh, probably that could be said of you. We're, we're all selfish at times, but, but this is a little bit different. Diotrephes has actually developed a reputation for being selfish. And, and let me tell you, you know, having grown up in church and having served several churches, there are always Diotrephes-like people in the church, and we should be careful ourselves that we don't become one of them. What, what are some of the characteristics of people who live for the world? So we saw this example of Gaius who, who lived for the truth. So what are the characteristics of people who live for themselves or who live for the world? Well, he's already told us that they like to put themselves first. But that's, you know, that's really an attitude of pride. And that attitude of pride was also what led Diotrephes to have an attitude of superiority Notice how he, he wouldn't even listen to what the Apostle John had to say. You know, we don't need this old guy anymore. I can take care of this. I'm, I'm the guy in charge. I'm the man in authority. It doesn't matter what age you are. An unwillingness to be taught demonstrates that the sin of pride is very real in your life and in my life as well. So we're, we're called to be teachable. I remember years ago talking to a man, and I remember we were talking about an issue, and I quoted some scripture to him, and his response was, I don't care what the Bible says, I know what I believe. And here's the thing, an, an attitude of pride and, and superiority will always result 
in a destructive tongue. Diotrephes belittled John, and, and he took every opportunity to slander him. You know, we can look at other believers, and sometimes if, if they don't do things exactly the way that we think they should, this attitude of superiority rises up in us that says, I'm better than they are. And that's really sinful. The truth of the matter is, you're really not better, and I'm not better, because the only good that's in me, the only good that's in you, if we're believers, is Jesus Christ. It is not you at all. It's the grace of God living in our lives and through our lives uh, that ultimately we see. And so a sign of maturity is understanding that, that brothers and sisters in Christ are really at different places in their walk. Immaturity is when we always expect everyone to think and to act the same way that we do. I'll give you an example. If your kids are still learning addition and subtraction, would it be fair to give them a, a quadratic equation and say, I want you to figure this out? No, because to do that is to fail to recognize where your children are at in their understanding and in their maturity. And in the same way, we have to recognize where people are at in their walk, and we have to have the maturity to treat them accordingly. You know, you walk alongside them and you seek to encourage them. So we see really this progression, you know, Diotrephes was not doing that, and we see this progression in his life. Living for yourself, it begins with pride, it results in an attitude of superiority, which results in turn in a destructive tongue. And here's the scariest part. Before you know it, you're actually opposing the work of Christ himself. Notice what he says in verse 11. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anything that reflects God's character and the glory of God, that is good. And when we do good, we're pushing back against evil. We're helping people in their need. We're standing to reconcile relationships. And, and as we do these things, the Lord gives us just this unexplainable joy. That's the message here of 3 John. Don't be self-centered like Diotrephes. Be a servant of Christ like Gaius, seeking for ways to show hospitality, to serve, and to honor others. And when you do these things, that's when we're most like Christ. I'm gonna pray with us. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. And, and Lord, truth be told, we struggle to honor others and to serve others. We struggle to show hospitality. But Father, we thank you that you have done all of those things with us through your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be faithful like Gaius, not just in what we know, but in how we live out what we know, how we live out the truth. And Father, I pray that you would protect us from that sin that swallowed up diatrophies because we are so weak and apart from you, we can do nothing. So we need your help. We need your defense. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Well, friends, that's it for today. Be sure and join us for our next episode on Jude verses 1 through 7 with our pastor of missions, the Bob Landum. See you next time. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.